0: This is Terrio Media.
1: Broadcasting from Terrio Studios in Glendale, California. It's time for Epic Real Estate Investing with Matt Terrio. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing, the place where I show people how to escape the rat race using real estate. Just shift your focus from making piles of money to making streams of money. Change that one thing just one time and you are on your way to financial freedom. Now, it's not the most exciting path, I promise you, but it is the fastest, and I promise you that as well. And once you get there, life then becomes exciting. And if you'd like to get started the same way that I did, with no money or a credit score to your name, you can access a free course that I created just for you at freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. freerealestateinvestingcourse.com. I I outlined the, the two strategies that I use to get to paychecks quickly. And that's yours for free at FreeRealEstateInvestingCourse.com. Alrighty, so I've got a great show for you today. Uh, so let's just get right into it. On the phone, I've got a very special guest, someone that I met earlier this year. He's a new member of my, or newer member of my mastermind group. Really cool dude. And he's got a, a very popular podcast of his own, of which we'll talk about. And, and when he first started trying to flip houses more than eight years ago, he felt really overwhelmed by, by everything that he needed to learn. Can you relate? He guessed that, that, that others had felt the same way. And we all have, right? And, and just like me, he had noticed that, you know, it doesn't help that most guru courses and seminars, they just barely kind of scratch the surface and don't really give you the, the hard truths you need to, to learn in order to take real action. I mean, the agenda we, we've all experienced so much is just to sell you that next product. And that can be frustrating. It is frustrating. It can't, it's not that it can be. It absolutely is. I've been there. He's been there. We, we've both felt that frustration. And out of that frustration, he created a business system that now flips around a hundred houses a year. With minimal involvement from himself. In fact, I think as I heard recently, he's darn near uh, flipping one house per day. Pretty amazing. And he's here today to try and convince me why flipping houses is so much better than holding them. So aside from that difference, I really feel that we're kindred spirits as, as we both claim to not know everything. Nor will we ever. We're both very clear and comfortable with that. But after more than, you know, a thousand combined transactions, you know, we've learned a ton. And we both paid a very hefty tuition to that school of hard knocks. And, and now we share our tools, our resources and suggestions with others so that they can sidestep the tough lessons and that they can, they can avoid those expensive mistakes. So I'm really excited to have him on the show today. So without further ado, please help me welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing, Mr. Justin Williams. Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. You bet. You bet. Glad that you made it. Um, we just got to, to meet each other actually just recently in our, at our mastermind group. And I'd known about you a little bit before, basically through your podcast, the, the house flipping headquarters podcast. And I'd, I've seen some of your ads on Facebook and stuff, I think. And, uh, you know, it was just a pleasure finally to put, the, to get to actually meet you face to face. Tell me a little bit about how you got started and how, how you became a house flipping genius. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so- I've been flipping houses for about eight years now, you know eight years ago we went to our first um real estate investing seminar. I didn't know anything about real estate at the time mm-hmm. um but you know we there was this call. my friend told me about for two thousand dollars could fly back east <laughs> to Atlanta, Georgia mm-hmm. and you know we, we hopped on the plane and before we knew it, we were paying the guy fifteen thousand dollars to join his um you know, coaching program and I was, we were stoked. You know, this guy was going to teach us how to make millions of dollars and we had a chance to win a free new car. if uh, We were the uh, most successful student in this program and mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of how we got going. Um, you know, later on we found out this guy had actually done real estate for six years and we won the car but never got it. But that's kind of a whole other side <laughs> story. We can get it to another time.
1: <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. So you spent $15,000 on your education.
2: And that, that was like was eight years ago. I mean today this same program would mm-hmm. be a twenty five or a forty thousand dollar program. Right.
1: And how do you and feel and about how do you feel about that investment now looking back?
2: You know, there were times, especially us, when we won the car. I mean we literally went to a seminar, we won the car, we got a picture of him with the car and a trophy and and he never sent it, That I was like super bitter and couldn't believe I, I was scammed by this guy. But looking back, um, as I see a lot of real estate investors now Mm-hmm. They go from like club meeting to club meeting or seminar to seminar, and, and they just never really have a focus. They get the shiny object syndrome. They never get focused in. They never really take action. So looking back, I I don't mind too much. Granted, yes, I would have rather found someone who was legitimate and didn't charge me as much. Who was actually doing the business. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind because I had I was focused on one system. I was mm-hmm. focused on learning from one person, and you know, I hooked up with a partner who who was learning the same system. Who was able to kind of really help me. And I just took action. I didn't know any different. I didn't know. I and mean, I started short sells, which was, was the hardest thing you can learn. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about REOs. I didn't know about trustee sales. I didn't know about working with direct sellers. I didn't know about rental properties. All I knew was this exact system. This one person was teaching me. I had skin in the game. You know, if you don't pay, mm-hmm. you don't pay attention. Right. So I paid something. I had kind of an investment. And I, I just went full board. So I don't really regret it. I don't recommend it for other people mm-hmm. to take that exact path. But for me, I don't really have any regrets, and you would think that would be the only time I got scammed. You know, basically, <laughs> I spent forty thousand dollars in my first two years from, you know, educators that kind of promised the world and eh, right. kind of delivered a little bit. But
1: okay, so let's touch on a couple of things there. I didn't know we we're going to go down this path, but I'm I'm curious as to to what your opinion is. Is you had said that uh, you wouldn't recommend it for anybody or for everybody, and why is that?
2: Well, I just now I didn't know what I didn't know back then, mm-hmm. right. I'm a firm believer of, you know, kind of taking action, but now that I recognize that there are better educators out there, there are people out there. I mean, you, in my opinion, you, you you should pay a little bit for your education, mm-hmm. but there are better educators. There are people that um, are genuine and are doing the business and know what they're doing can have creative programs that can teach you and show you a clear path and give you a focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's super high value there. You just got to watch out for the... The, the Connor is basically what it right, comes down
1: Right, right. Okay, so it's not so much the education, it was the particular person you chose.
2: E, e, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because, yeah. I, I mean, the the one thing that I can relate to is I spent $22,000 for my very first program. and Yeah. after after that was, let's see, that was back in 2005, I think, 2004, 2005. And looking back... I've learned that none of those people were really doing real estate either, or they are on the yep. end of their career and they're all doing something else. Cause I'm friends with them all on Facebook and they're all doing different things now. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, wow, <laughs> but, but they sure had me fooled. I didn't know any better. I still oh, just did really what I did what they told me to do. And all of a sudden, boom, I had a career,
2: you know, I'm, I wasn't at any point on talking about this, but, um, you know, I joined the same restaurant group that you're a part of, um, last, was it last year when we went to Tampa? So that was my first meeting. Oh, right, right, right. And I was really hesitant because I'm like, I'm not paying for any more of these end coaching programs. You know, $20,000, I'm not paying for that, <laughs>
3: right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's
2: like, okay, I'll, clearly we both know it's a very legitimate. So there is good coaching. There is good groups. There is good mastermind. It's the best investment i ever made. Mm-hmm. But after that investment in Tampa, uh, one of the people in the group introduced me to, to someone else, who he's like the guru of the gurus, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. And this guy had me come over to his house. And then he was talking to me and all this stuff. I think he, he wants me to join his program. I don't, I don't know what his, his goal is, but he was in L.A. recently, and he came down here to San Clemente to visit me. And even after lunch, he, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hey, successful guy. Networking with him. He was going to maybe sell some houses, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But he told me he wanted to check out my program. He's like, oh, this is amazing. He's like, um, hey, if you need a referral for someone to to, to teach your students let me know. And I was like, what? What do you mean? You know, like someone who can kind of help me out. Great. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, like a call center. He's like, it's the same one, all of the Google reviews." I'm like the same program. I'm like, no, we teach it ourselves. Like I'm, I educate, you know, right. it's like, he's like, no, you're a pretty systematic guy. He said, you will outsource that eventually.
0: I'm like what? I'm like, okay. and
2: he, and like, literally you're saying like to this call center, these people are going to pay $12 an hour who teach out of a manual. You mm-hmm. tell me that's a tons of these guys do. And he's saying, that's what you will do. And I'm like, no way. Like I I wouldn't do this. Right. If if I was going to lose my integrity by doing anyway, it was just kind of crazy. I was like, wow. Right. Really wild.
3: You know, one of my very first,
1: I don't know, maybe within my first 20 episodes, I did the good, the bad and the ugly on real estate investing education. And that is one of the models. You buy the book on TV and then you sign up for the coaching and then the person on the other line just reads the book back to you.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. In
2: charge you, $40,000. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> to read it back to you. <laughs> so, exactly. Okay. So there's another thing that here that I, I think I can identify with you is on, you said you were the most successful student. So you paid this $15,000 from someone that you don't look in hindsight, you don't think was that credible, but you turned yeah. out to be the most successful student. And here you are today, yeah. extremely successful real estate investment. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I can't kind of have the same experience. I sat in a room with 300 people and did that probably once a quarter for two years. And I've, I mean, there's maybe a handful of us of the thousands and thousands and thousands yep. of students that went through this program. There's a handful wow. of us that are still investing in real estate. Yeah. So what's the difference? I mean, if like you know, you made your investment in an educational program that in hindsight wasn't the best one. In hindsight, mine—I don't know if mine was the best one or not, because I certainly know the educators aren't aren't doing real estate anymore. But here we are, and now we're in this high-level mastermind group with eighty of the most successful real estate investors across the country. Mm -hmm. What what do you think's the difference? Why do some people apply it and some people don't?
2: You know what? What I have found, as much as I've started educating the past few years—is past two years, I should say—is there are people in life who find a way. To make it work and there are people who find a way to not make it work mm. and i mean i experienced this when i went to my second seminar and i was on a panel because so i was actually having some success By the same guy he has me on a panel right uh-huh. and so all these people came up and talked to me i never experienced that startup you know people come and talk to me like oh wow they care what i have this. oh wow right right and no matter what i would tell these guys that bring up a concern they were having one person would talk about, it was short sales, right? So someone would talk about how there were too many foreclosures in their area. And then someone else would come and say there's not enough foreclosures in their area. And someone else would come up and say um, there are too many investors. Someone else said, there's not enough investors so i do not even to network with. And then one guy came up, this is crazy. People won't believe this. I wish it was recorded. Someone from New York came up and said, oh, only if I could buy in California. And then someone came up to me from California and said New York is the place to buy. Like literally, like <laughs> it was like from the Twilight Zone.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And I just, after that, like no matter what feedback I gave them, they're kinda, no, you can do it because of this and this and focus on this, they would always start out with, Yeah, but blah, 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 right. blah, blah, Right. And and then when I went came back and was talking to my friends and I was telling them this experience, and this guy does some education too, he's like, Oh, you mean the yeah butters? Like So there's this group of people that no matter what you try to tell them, they'll come up with these excuses say, yeah, but this, yeah, but that, yeah. And they just don't, you'll never be successful mm-hmm. unless you focus on you know, how to make it happen. There's always a way to make things work out. Right. Always. We're always adapting and adjusting. We always figure out how to make it happen.
3: Mm-hmm. So. They also call them ask
1: holes. <laughs> <To where laughs> you ask for advice, but you go do it your way anyway. You know? Yeah, exactly. The same type of thing. Exactly. I get the same thing. It's a, the, the, the particular uh, experience I've had is I get a lot of people say, uh, I'm only 19 years old. I'm 22 years old. I'm too young to invest in real estate. How do I get people to take me seriously? Yeah. And then I get, uh, I'm 60 years old. I just retired. How do I have the energy to keep up with all these young people? Exactly. <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> totally. When I played football in high school, there's a, they took it down now, but it said, it's the excuses are for losers. Find a way to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone made up an excuse, we'd quote that. Job. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know, just figure out a way, find mm-hmm. a way.
1: hmm so, so let's talk about you, about your business. You have a very successful house flipping business. It, describe to me what, what it looks like today. I mean, I, I, you were just at our mastermind group. Your goal is to buy one house a day this year. And uh, you're darn near, you're pretty close.
2: <laughs> no, that's, that's what we're doing. I mean, our goal actually is not, and was not to buy a house a day. Um, we typically, for the past, since in 2011 was the first time we did high volume. We did 60 houses. And then in 2000, since then, we've averaged about 100 a year. And since joining this Mastermind program I kind of go it for my own education, it's interesting. It's interesting. People thought I was crazy for teaching other people what I do, mm-hmm. thinking that I would be, you know, teaching the competition or whatever. And it's actually my business has grown extremely since I started doing that. Mm-hmm. And the same with joining this program. Um, my business has grown. So, um, since in the past 70 days, yeah, we've we've been averaging about a deal a day. We've been buying about a house a day. Um, that's not my goal. I actually kind of wanted to slow down a little bit. Uh-huh. But we have this momentum, this momentum built up. Um, and I have no involvement in buying any of those houses at all. Zero.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I spend literally uh, three, a few hours a week on my house business. Um business. I'd like to say it's as low as three hours, but then I do things like go to the mastermind meeting that we had. So I can't really, I don't feel like I can really say that because I guess that's I technically working on my business, right? Right. Um, but it's all systematized. I've got you know, my, my staff, which is pretty lean, actually, mm-hmm. and it's just all about systems. We've just systematically created processes for, for every part of the house flipping machine um, and pretty much runs itself. I mean, we have to maintain it mm-hmm. and have checks and balances, but it just, just works.
1: So. Got it. So finding deals. Let's talk about that. You've got these systems in place. What, what are your systems for finding deals? You said you buy in a house a day and you have very little to do with it. You work in three hours a week. So how are you actually finding your deals?
2: So we are currently, and you know, we used to just buy in Southern California. In 2011, we were just buying in one location in Southern California. And then I branched out and branched out and branched out. And then you got to the point where I wasn't even looking at my houses. So a couple of years ago, I started buying out of state in one state. And then I went to another state. And then someone brought me houses from another state. Mm-hmm. We're currently buying in several states. Um, I do have I have two full time acquisition guys who do nothing but make offers and follow up on deals. Um, they're buying through working with agents. They're buying through auctions. They're buying not not trustee sales. We're not doing trustee sales right now, but online auctions, HUD auctions, um, and they're buying through direct mail, online marketing, direct seller type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I buy. So that's one one of the main ways we buy, and then I just buy from a lot of uh, wholesalers, and mm-hmm. that includes both people who are in you know, the program that you and I are in. You know, I bought 15 houses from one person in our group mm-hmm. um, in the past 60 days, uh, and mm-hmm. it also includes people that are within my group, and then locally there's a couple uh, very successful wholesalers I buy from here as well. Mm-hmm. So you just have all those different lines in, in the water, and it's interesting. I mean, some weeks... It's like I'll have one of my in-house guys just tear it up. Like one of my guys last week bought four houses. A guy out of, uh, who, who works for me in, in Houston area, in mm-hmm. Texas. But there's some weeks where he doesn't get any. And then there's other weeks where one wholesaler and I also bought two houses from one wholesaler. Um, so it's some different people deliver at different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just like to have lots of lines in the water and they, they just keep, keep feeding us more and more than we, we try. I actually this week, I shut off, and I don't recommend this for anybody, but this is a rare, rare uh, case, I shut off my entire marketing system. Just Monday, we had our meeting a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, actually. I said, shut it off. <laughs> shut it all off. <laughs> <laughs> and we will still, I don't know how many bills we'll buy, but we'll still buy um, quite a few bills this week, I imagine. Mm-hmm. So it was just a huge snowball effect. You know, you've got to get it going. It takes a lot of work at the beginning. It took me seven months to close my first deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of hard work. Hardest work I've ever done, and then after that, I got to the point where I was able to do a deal a month. And then in 2011, we just cranked it up, put the system together, and now it's like buying a deal a and I'm trying not to really, right? Um,
1: but so when you that that seven months to get that first deal, what was the breakthrough that where it actually happened?
2: Well, there's some. Whenever we're getting started something that's brand new, I mean, you have a huge education curve. Right? You have a huge mm-hmm. education curve. You're building your network. You're building your team. You're trial and error. You're failing, falling flat on your face. You're building your community. You know, people who can help answer questions, creating partners. You got your internal team to build. Um, and then on top of that, you're building your pipeline. So anyone who does real estate knows that whenever you go to a new area, um, we've gone to a new area several times. It actually takes us two to three months before we buy a house, usually, because you got to send out the the marketing or, or make the offers and then you don't usually get those offers accepted right away it takes time and then mm-hmm. you follow up you follow up and then one all of a sudden you get one that you've been following up with for a couple months and all of a sudden you get a really motivated seller who who's, <laughs> it only takes a week to get one from and it just starts this massive snowball effect mm-hmm. um, and things just compound and grow on each other you get this this exponential growth starts to happen and most people and everyone's probably heard three pieces of gold most people give up before they get there Right. They think, okay, people are afraid of the unknown. You know, what they don't know scares them. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's scary for people to put in all this work and feel like nothing may come of it. So most people will give up after they've done all the hard parts. You're not going to see results right away. Mm-hmm. And that's what people want. They want these immediate overnight results. And it just doesn't work like that. No business works like that. Mm-hmm. But that's what people try to feed us. You know, we have this instant gratification, uh, even our the way our technology is these days. hmm and people just have a really hard time putting in that, that initial work, which they don't realize will then lead to not only, um, once you can get a little bit of success, you can then exponentially um, multiply that and have huge success, right? Mm-hmm. But they just need to get to that, that first part. That first one. So.
1: so going back to that first deal, if you were to, to do it all over again, um, what would you do to make that happen quicker than seven months?
2: Um, well, first off, I would learn from someone who's actually doing the business in mm-hmm. today um i would i most i don't want to say that most people can get a deal in three months mm-hmm. but what i've found is most people that do everything they should do you mentioned like thousands of people get educated and like a few people even do anything mm-hmm. you're not going to get a deal if you don't do anything but if people will immerse themselves in the education take massive action have a good coach or mentor or mastering community, surround themselves with the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and putting, you have to have a little bit of time. If you're working 80 hours a week, you know, it might be hard <laughs> in, in another job, right? This might mm-hmm. be difficult to do. Um, but I feel like people who do all these things correctly can do it within three months. I mean, it, you know, disclaimer, disclaimer, whatever. Like this, no, nothing guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I've seen, I've seen my brother do that. I've seen people who work for me, um, they've done it quicker because they have the additional resources, mm-hmm. uh, but I've seen several people in my program, like anyone who actually does what I tell them to do and does it, um, you know, the, the, the way we teach them to do it, mm-hmm. usually about three months. I mean, you can literally learn the basics in a week or two if you really submerge yourself. Mm-hmm. And then it's about, okay, what's step number one, taking action. And then surrounding yourself with that community, because you're gonna have questions every single day. Right. This business is not, we go to seminars, which are awesome, and you get pumped up and excited, and that's like the fuel that, that motivates you, but then you're gonna go back and you're gonna have questions. Mm-hmm. So the students that I say are successful, they get out there, they, they learn the basics, they take the action, then they ask the questions, and that's when they really learn, because they're taking action, asking questions, taking action, asking questions. And then they got this deal, um, you know, I have, I have a student who, 12, Just been in real estate 12 weeks. He swore he was going to get a deal after 12 weeks. And I was like, you know, calm down. It's probably not going to happen because this guy has another business. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like, it's good you're working hard, but it's not going to happen. But, but, and sure enough, he just barely last week closed his first deal after 12 weeks. And he was in that forum group every single day asking questions. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. literally, he had, he he made $7,500, which wasn't a killing on a mobile home and at first he was like oh I got this mobile home they seem motivated with a mobile home I'm not going to waste my time several people are like no no go for it right mm-hmm. and because he was able to ask I'm not, I'm not going to go over all the details but he asked about five or six questions on this specific deal and it, it made it to where it would have been no deal to where he made 7500 bucks and um, now the goal is to do that once a month you know it just kind of grows
3: right so. Right.
1: so as you're growing you're doing one deal a month uh, what, do you, what was the first system that you put in place because you're highly system oriented and you have to be to do the amount of volume that you're doing and working three hours a week. So what was the first system you put in place? And would that be the first system again?
2: Yeah. So I would say acquisitions is the number one thing uh, that you need to learn how to do well in this business. Mm -hmm. Um, The rest at the beginning, just kind of have a bird's eye view and understanding. And then you really got to dive into deal analysis and acquisition. So I always, um, tell people that they need to try to get to a point where first you got to learn the fundamentals, learn how to analyze deals, learn acquisitions, what you, what you want to focus on. And then you've got to get to a point where you are not doing all or hardly any of that late work mm-hmm. on acquisitions. If you can get other people out there, teach them your criteria and get them out there making offers for you on your behalf, taking the calls, doing the negotiating, and then they bring it to you once they have those offers accepted or close to getting accepted, then you can eliminate, you know, ninety percent of, of what just takes time and effort. Right. And you can focus on the high have the highest and best use of your time just confirming, okay, we'll take that one. That looks good. Mm-hmm. Um and and whether you're wholesaling or whether you're buying rental properties or whether you're flipping, it doesn't really matter. Actually, I I listened to uh one of your podcasts and I think you mentioned something like this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, people all say, should I start wholesaling or flipping or having a rental profit? I say, start out by marketing, start out by um, prospecting for deals and then you can kind of determine your exit strategy mm-hmm. once you get the house under contract. But let other people do all that legwork for you. If you can get to a point where you have that going on, oh man, you can really blow up your business. Right. So
1: It's funny, uh, just about every guest I, I have come on they uh like there's no secrets. Everyone says the exact same thing. You know, you yeah you, you got to find the deal. If you don't have the deal, you yep. don't have anything. You
3: don't have anything.
1: Right, yep. right. Super. Um cool. So that the uh podcast is House Flipping Headquarters, House Flipping, yeah. HQ, house flipping HQ. Right. Yeah. And you can find you at the website there, the same place, house flipping yeah. hQcom Yep. Super. And uh this has been an absolute pleasure, Justin. We should do it again. Okay. Um I'm, I'm out of time today, but I want to revisit that question. In fact, let's just let's take a break and then we'll come back. So what okay. uh, you'd said, um, uh when you were uh, scheduling this call, your headline was house flipping is way better than holding property. <laughs> so <laughs> let's touch base on that right after this. There are two steps to wealth. First,
3: stop doing what poor people do. Second, start doing what wealthy people do. The
2: wealthiest people do what they do best and delegate the rest. If only you had the time and resources to do it. Now you do. We're VAsForRealEstate.com and we have some free
3: information for you. Get the five-step shortcut to hiring a rock star virtual assistant
2: that will make you millions. Go to VAsForRealEstate.com.
0: Stop doing what poor
2: people do and do what wealthy people do. VAsForRealEstate.com.
1: Okay, we're back. And one of the uh, things that inspired me to have Justin on the phone is he's such an advocate of fixing and flipping, and he thinks it's so much better than holding, and and my, my, my audience, Justin, they know my stance. They know where I, where I stand on this. But, uh, you know, let's hear, let's hear the other side of the coin. So give me a reason why you don't like holding and why you think fixing flipping is so much better.
2: All right. So first, first off, I think the title of um, you know, this episode came from what I, what I wrote when I, I wrote you, you know, my, my notes on what I was going to talk about.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I, I decided to harass you a little bit because at our mastermind meeting, when I said I wanted to interview you on my podcast, you're like, that's fine, but I'm going to rip on house flipping, right? <laughs> All so right, right. You know, right. Kind of get, get you back a little bit. And you know, sometimes I find it kind of humorous. Me and my buddies, a lot of times we have these arguments or debates on what's better flipping or, or holding. And, and it's, it's pretty interesting. And what I've come to find over the years is I, I honestly don't necessarily think in general flipping is better than holding. I think it depends on many variables. It depends on the person, depends on their situation. It depends on their personality. I mean, it's like going, it's saying that the restaurant business is better than the online education business or, you know, they're, they're different mm-hmm. animals and we try to make them the same thing. And they are related because they are houses, my real estate, and you can, uh, you do a lot of the same steps for the same thing, but they're different animals. You know, in 2010, um, I decided I was going to give give a go. I was going to go full go into uh, rental property. You know, my goal is to create enough passive income to not have to worry about my monthly expenses. And I got 12 rental properties in about three months, which was the most properties, the most houses I've ever bought in that short a period of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went to buy number 13 and I was just I was totally out of money. My investors were totally out of money. And sure, I could have gone and raised more money and found other ways to get more properties, creative, whatnot. Um, but I just needed to pay the bills. Right. <laughs> My wife was stressed out. We were stressed out. And so I sold four of those houses. And I made enough money to pay for all of our expenses for an entire year. And that's when, for me, I had kind of a, an aha moment for me. a mm-hmm. I thought, you know, um, sure, the end goal is to be financially free. The end goal is to have that cash flow to, 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 to have enough income to not have to worry about my expenses and to be able to do what I want right? Let's, let's be honest. So um, I'm a big, I've realized more and more when we're at our mastermind and you ask the question, you're like, who's here is in the real estate investing business? Or who here is in real, who's a real estate investor? And I don't know if you remember, but I'm the only one I think that said, no, I'm not. <laughs> That's not how I see myself. Mm-hmm. And it's because I don't see myself really as a real estate investor Real estate just happens to be my product. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm much more of a business person. Not that I'm a good business person. I just, that's how I perceive myself. Mm-hmm. And houses just happen to be the product that I buy and sell. Mm-hmm. So for me, I love systems. I love working with people. I don't, I don't really like houses that much, to tell you the truth. Um, I don't really care for them. I don't go look at my houses. Um, but I love working with people. I love hiring people. I love having employees. A lot of people don't. Um, so for me having this house flipping machine that makes me uh a ton of money, there might be a little bit of risk involved there, uh, but it makes me a lot of money, I get great returns, I can get people to do things for me. Um, it's just right up my alley, right? Mm-hmm. It's just what I love to do. Mm-hmm. But I know I know people who have tons of rental properties and they're incredibly successful and they've got the systems figured out. For me I don't. You know, when I when I try to do rental properties, it is just like this big huge headache because it wasn't my focus. It wasn't my, I didn't have the systems figured out. Um, I think I mentioned to you though, I've also had several people call me. I've had two people call me at least that I know personally and ask me about rental properties. And then they mentioned your name, right? They knew. <laughs> I was like, Well, wow, I, I, I know Matt, right? Mm-hmm. For them, it made sense to work with someone like you because these guys are like, um, I think one is a, an optometrist. And the other one, I think it was a CPA or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. They're super busy. I I see people all the time that want to keep their full-time job working 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And they're making really good money, but then they want to like, oh, I think I want to get into this flipping business on the side. I'm like, eh, good luck with that, right? Right, Right. so every person is different. And I think in a lot of cases, it does make sense for someone to get rental properties and work with it turnkey provider like someone like yourself who it's like hey keep working you know if you mm-hmm. like to work you can be a real estate and you so you can invest in real estate and take advantage of all that it has to offer and work with someone like like Matt or someone else and you should do that don't try to be the jack of all trades don't try to do everything mm-hmm. focus on what you're good at and then you can work with other people and find what works for you so you know for me I like flipping houses because that's what works for, for Justin, right? I'm right. incredibly about, I, I do believe in being incredibly focused. I know a lot of times we hear um, multiple streams of income. That's good, right? Mm-hmm. But I see a lot of people who have no streams of income, and they're going for multiple streams of income right out of the gate. <laughs> it's right. like, focus on one, focus on what you like, and then you can add on to that, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't really believe that for everyone Flipping houses is the best thing. That was more of a, a, a jab. He's just kind of teasing me, right?
1: <laughs> I know. Um, I just, I, I wanted to, I wanted to <laughs> talk about it though.
2: Yeah, no, there's pros and cons though, in my opinion. It depends on you and your situation and what your personality is and what you like, what you like to do. So.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, one thing in, it, to your to your defense is that, you know, you are flipping houses and I've been down that road before and what I didn't like about it was, you know, I got to wake up as soon as I fix or finish a flip. I got to wake up in the morning and go find the next deal to flip. And, you know, and you kind of alluded to that a little bit, like you sold those four rental properties and you had enough money to pay the entire year. So maybe that's not day to day, but that's year to year. So you got to keep going. So, but what, what you have done to your defense is that, you know, you only work a couple hours a week, a few hours a week, according to you, uh, in yeah. your business. You've been able to delegate everything. So, yes, you have a flipping business, but it is somewhat a passive income for you.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. And 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 I didn't want to, but that took a lot of work to get there, right? Right.
1: So and no, it's not your typical. Listening. Most people that, I mean, you're one of the few people, I don't even know if I know another person that has it down to the systems that you have it down to.
2: Yeah. And I I, I didn't realize that until recently, But then mm-hmm. we go to like our CG meeting and everyone's asking me, like... I'm almost embarrassed to share about what I do, because I think all these guys are so advanced. They're not going to be interested. So I go, oh, this is is pretty cool. What we have going on. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's fun for me personally. I mean, literally in 2011, and we couldn't qualify for a house. You know, we didn't know how to pay our bills. And now, I mean, I don't know. It sounds arrogant, but like I'm a multimillionaire, right? Mm -hmm. I I live, I have an ocean view. I live by the beach. I I go on the vacations I want to, and I'm not saying that's for everybody,
3: mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm.
2: I'm a kind of go big or go home type of guy, um, and it doesn't mean that I'm incredibly. I'm, I'm very careful with. I'm very careful with my investing, and I don't. I don't feel like I take high risk because they're. Um, I feel like they're very calculated for for what I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's not for everyone, right? It's not everyone's cup of tea. Um, there's a lot, you know, a lot of responsibility involved,
1: right? right? Right, so let me ask you two two questions. The, the market is, is really good for for what you're doing right now, uh, yeah. For flipping, so what yeah. what is what are your plans? I mean, I know you're, you're you're a smart guy, and I know you've thought of this. So, I'm, but I'm curious to what uh, you actually have thought of that. You know, when the market shifts, what what is, what is sure. Justin going to do?
2: For sure. Well, first off, I always tell people that you know there, it is important to recognize that there's no risk-free anything, right? Mm-hmm. There is an element of risk to everything, even getting up in the morning. So I don't claim that what I do is, is risk-free, right? Um, but what I've done is, I have I have my margins. You know, my margins are anyway dep- depending on the area. I try to buy anywhere between fifteen to twenty percent. Mm-hmm. So part of the way I look at it is, even if the market on average is going down two percent per month, which I think you and I would both agree that that is pretty fast, right? Correct for sure. Um, could it be worse? It could be, right? Anything could happen. I try not to play the what if game like to the point of like the end of the world is coming because if it comes, what are, what are we going to do, right? Yeah, we got bigger you know? fish to fry
1: if it does come. It's not, exactly, that's not our flipping exactly. business. So right?
2: I like to look at almost a quote unquote worst case scenario is, okay, if market could go down 2% per month. As long as my margins are good enough to where I'm I'm not going to lose money if that happens, Then, then okay. Mm-hmm. I can live with that. So that's one, um, one thing I do. And then also I try to make sure that about 90% of the properties I buy would have a great plan B. So they would make great rental properties. Mm-hmm. So all my, you know, everyone who tells me that I need to be buying more rental properties is like, okay, and in a sense, I look at it as I always have about 50 rental properties. I'm just making big chunks of money on them as I sell them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it's just <laughs> crap hits the fan and something happens and I can't sell them. Okay, I have my my rental properties, and most of these will cash flow. I may need to take a loss on on some of the houses that aren't good rental properties, but um, for the most part, I'll, I'll be okay in, in that as well. So I got my plan B for that. Perfect. So, Perfect. Those are kind of the two, the most simple, the easiest ways. Other things I do. That's why I'm doing my education business. It's right. another hedge. It is. It is another stream of income. So I'm okay with multiple streams of income. But I'm just saying it's all about focusing on one. And now that I've been able to systematize my house flipping. I can spend a lot more time on on my online education business, right. um, which which is a beast in and of itself. Trying to figure that out, and my goal is to systematize that as well. but we're in the midst of that right now, so I haven't yeah. gotten there yet. But it
1: looks so easy, um, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> dude, people think like those, oh, got, sometimes they think those online educators are just out there making a ton of money. Man, if you think real estate is hard, try creating an online education it. business.
1: <laughs> One of my biggest pet peeves is when I read a comment, it, and you, you see them on YouTube, you see them in forums, even on on, on yeah, the yeah. iTunes reviews um, talking about how, yeah, he, he doesn't really make his money in real estate because he's, he's making all his money teaching people how to do it. I mean, so, that, that could not be further from, I mean, there's, I'm sure there might be some gurus out there that do that. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can there are,
3: there
2: are people out there. Sure. That. There are people out there. That, yeah.
1: but, the, but the, the, the main money, I mean, I think it wasn't even 10% of my income last year with the education. Part. Yeah. And, same uh,
3: much, same, same and then
1: people say, yeah. why do you do it then? I was like, cause it's just another, I'm trying to figure it out. I want to figure this thing yeah, out, you know? Totally. Yeah. It's just the, the entrepreneur. Like, why did us, I, I guess. start
2: flipping houses? You know, it took me seven months to do my first deal. Okay. People are telling me I was crazy. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? At six months, people could be laughing at me. And all of a sudden, seven months, hey, I did it. Right. And mm-hmm. then I just keep building from there. So kind right. of the same idea. I mean, it's right. a new challenge, right? I could take my same business and just keep growing that. But I don't know. We're all here for, you know, to to experience life and and overcome challenges and Mm -hmm. obstacles and and create, right? Exactly. So, I like educating. I like helping other people.
1: It's it's a blast. It's a blast.
2: And it's it's also,
1: there's also an aspect of it, like, uh, I was in the band in high school. It's not... Nice. Let's keep that to ourselves, but just right here, okay, between us. <laughs> um, but I was There's
2: thousands at, of people there listening. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Everybody just keep this. This is private here. What happens here <laughs> stays here. But I remember, you know, when, when the teacher's away and, you, you know, you sit there and you, and you play your instrument. I played the trumpet. And, you know, it was just year after year after year, class after class, playing the trumpet, playing the trumpet. And the teacher went away I was like, I wanted to go hop on the drums. I wanted to go, you know, bang the symbols totally. or something, just because I wanted to yeah. do something different. Something different. You know, yeah. That that's 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 a big part of the uh, the education element of this for me. Um, okay. Yeah. So next question is: so you got your market strategy down? You, with the amount of money you're making, Justin, what's your tax strategy? How do you keep more of it than giving it to Uncle Sam?
2: Oh my gosh! You know. <laughs> I know you write some when big we checks were,
1: unless you got some ninja stuff oh, behind you.
2: Oh man. Well, we will pay. I don't know. We'll see how the market does and where we end up. But we'll pay over a million dollars from from this year for mm-hmm. next year in taxes. But you know what? My, I'll be honest. At first, I used to worry about a lot, and I will keep worrying about that later on. Mm-hmm. But I used to get so caught up in entity structure and asset protection and tax savings that it was it was prohibiting me from making more money. Mm-hmm. And once I started to focus a little bit less on that, less on the how can I keep more mm-hmm. and and focused more on how can I make more, mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? My strategy is make twice as much so that when, even when Uncle Sam takes his share, I'll still have just as much as I would have before. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the main strategy. I mean, I have my IRA and stuff, but once you start making a seven-figure income and you can only contribute, like, whatever it is, your 10, 20 grand, it's, like, so minimal, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know if you've got ideas for me. I'm 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 all ears. That's no, just, where Reynolds come in. No, right? I mean just yeah. That's where
1: the rentals come in. That's how exactly.
2: Yeah, So God, I've got ten Reynolds. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and some people kind of laugh when I say I'm not a rental guy, and then they hear I have ten Reynolds. <laughs> it's like to me that's nothing.
1: Right. Well, you're so out of balance, though. The flipping is so much such a greater yeah. Of yeah. Income. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it does, doesn't it kind of drive you crazy when you see on the news and people say like the, the rich need to pay their fair share.
2: Oh, my God. I'm
1: just like, <laughs> my fair share is more than you make it all year. So exactly. It's like, I paid well, it. Is,
2: people already, I see all the time, people are afraid of making money because they don't want to pay Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. So, if we start charging them even more and more and more, it's going to be less modern. People are going to, that, that American dream is no longer going to be there, right? Right. And I'm all about charity. I'm all about giving to others and stuff, but I also believe it can really impede someone if you're not careful. And you know, people need we need to have that thing within us that causes us to push and drive and um try to accomplish something big and if it's just given to people well, they naturally will kind of I don't know, take advantage of that and not not take big risks and go for things in life. So mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Around there, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no just, that's the
1: part that just—I was just thinking about. You know, you mentioned you wrote a million dollar. You're going to write a million dollars in taxes, and yeah, yeah. you know, I've never written nearly that much in, to, to Uncle Sam, but Uh-oh. but I think about it. Where you know, I, I have written some very large checks. You know. And I'm like, when people say, well, you got to pay your fair share. And I have some very liberal friends who are right there and, you know, recite that mantra. I was like, yeah, you
2: have no idea.
1: You know how painful it is to write these big checks that I have to write sometimes. It's like,
2: well, here's the deal, Matt. Mm -hmm. I mean, 90% of what I make goes right back into my business. Mm -hmm. You know, I I have, I employ several people. We create, I create jobs. I, I, That doesn't even talk about the contractors and the escrow officers and all these different people that are employed because of what we do in our business, right? And I'm trying to grow my other business. And the more, that's how most entrepreneurs are. The more I give to Uncle Sam, the less I can continue to to do that. Mm -hmm. So there, it's a lot more to it than just, oh, Justin's making millions of dollars. Sure. Do I get to have a nice house? Yes. Do I get to go on vacation? Yeah, but that's so minuscule compared to, I mean, I could be done, right? Mm -hmm. I could be done. I could go lend all my money at 10% and just be totally done, but it's not that fun. That's like, so what? Oh, I get to go on vacation. After a while, you're like, who gives a crap? You know, who cares? Mm -hmm. I mean, I drive an old car just because I'm not a car guy. It's like, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. When I, when I first, (laughs) when I hit that magical moment where I got my passive income to exceed my monthly expenses, I was officially retired. I declared it to the world, and then in 30 days, yeah. I, was, I was back to work.
2: And I was the same way. Yep. I moved down to San Clemente. Um, you know, we, we bought our dream home. I was going to the beach and hanging out, and that's when I started my education business because I was bored. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought I had arrived, and I wasn't fulfilled because I wasn't giving back to society. I wasn't um, helping other people. I wasn't contributing Yeah, I got, we have, we have the disease, right? The curse of the entrepreneur. That's right. That's
1: right. It's it's almost impossible for me to say no to an opportunity. (laughs) If if I can fit it in, I'm going to figure it out. But uh, anyway, so what's on your horizon that you might've already touched on a little bit, but you can uh, clarify what's on your, uh, in your future that's, you're, you're super excited about.
2: Um, I'm just, we're working both sides. I mean, like I said, we're, we're at the point where we're buying like a house a day, um, so just continuing to systematize that and then just the education part. I, mean, I just love education. So my goal now is to, it's just another challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to just continue to figure out ways that I can reach more and more people. And it's exciting. I mean, my wife and I, um, we've got done, she's helping me out now more at the education side and creating some killer websites and funnels. All this, all this really cool stuff to reach more people. And she's excited about it. So We get to work together and, Teaching our kids, you know, how to be entrepreneurs and they're helping us design some of the logos. My son's nine years old. Oh, that's fun, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we got that going on and then um we we've become we started more and more to support a charitable group called OUR, Operation Underground Railroad, um, which is a um you know, non profit group that rescues kidnapped children that, that are in slavery. So Oh wow. Um that's really cool. We're we're our goal this year is to help them fund a mission. Which is sixty thousand um, dollars, and then I, I might go with them. I probably won't go in and do the steaming operation, um, but I'll kind of stand back and help out with the kids when they get back. So that—that mm-hmm. that to me is what it's all about, you know. That—that's true fulfillment, and uh, we only do things like that are are to me what the true end goal is. Right, so. right.
1: Super. Well, Justin, it's it's a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to now know you. Uh, let's stay in touch. Let's do this again. Sound good?
2: Okay, yeah, and we'll get you on my show too. And you can, you know, we can do the same thing. Perfect. You can tell me why why rentals are better than house flipping.
1: Okay.
3: It'll
1: be fun. <laughs> <loved> It'll it <laughs> be a blast. Alrighty, so the man is Mr. Justin Williams. You can find him at the uh, flipping houses headquarters is that right flipping houses headquarters (laughs) (laughs)
2: houseflippinghq.com
1: houseflippinghq sorry about that you got it down you got it down (laughs) I got this down (laughs) houseflippinghq.com and the the podcast is by the same name if you're listening to me right now you can find his podcast right where you found mine alrighty so we'll be right back
0: Contrary to popular belief, a lack of funding is not the biggest barrier to starting a business. It's excuses. But don't let a lack of funding be your excuse. We are Epic Fast Funding, and we'd like to fund your business with up to $150,000 in revolving credit lines. If you've got 60 seconds and a solid credit score, you could have access to your funds in as little as seven days. Go to EpicFastFunding.com to fill out our 60-second application. It's fast. It's simple. Up to $150,000 dollars in as little as seven days go
1: to epicfastfunding.com now before we wrap this episode up I wanted to introduce to you one more member of my mastermind group and the, and the reason I'm taking the time to do that right now you know should Justin have convinced you that flipping is better than holding or even planted a seed for you to give flipping a shot my next guest could potentially help you save thousands or even hundreds of thousands in flipping costs and and at no cost or even a remote inconvenience to you. Our guest is president and founder of Community Buying Group. He's spent 15 years partnered with companies like Lanier, Cisco, and IBM that provide small to medium business and enterprise accounts with information technology solutions to solve business problems. And he has 10 years of experience in his second career as a real estate investor and landlord and today what he does is he helps real estate investors landlords property managers and their associations across the country grow their membership by delivering membership benefits networking opportunities and industry education to their members through the community buying group and part of those benefits the reason i wanted him on today to to share with you that, that part of those benefits are massive savings at places that you're already shopping for your rehab supplies. So please help me welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing, Mr. Ben Rao. Ben, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You excited? Bet. To, excited to be here.
1: Yeah, I, lo- I love it when I can always I find new resources, new contacts that can um, provide a service or a benefit uh, of some sort that it can help advance the audience's. Uh, Real estate investing and, you know, since we just got done talking to Justin about, his, you know, his world of fixing and flipping. Um, and I know I have people in my audience that do that. And I just think uh, they needed to meet you because of the money that you can save them. So tell me a little bit about community buying group.
0: Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. And you know, Justin's a great guy too. Uh, gr- great program as far as getting into fix and flips and, and looking at stuff that are in or outside of your market. But um, I've been a real estate investor for about 10 years, fixing and flipping properties continuously. But uh, four years ago, I started a company called Community Buying Group. And our our number one mission is to help real estate investors to save money on the materials that they're buying for their properties. So very simply, if you're buying materials for properties that you're flipping, we want to help you to get better pricing when you're doing that. So, you know, some of the big names that you would recognize would be companies like Lowe's, Pro Services, um, and our program is nationwide. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Sherm Williams, certainly on the paint, and uh, we can go into some details if you wanted to on some of those programs, but we have about 20 different partners, as we call them, like that, and Again, it's back to helping people to do business better, giving them ideas on what they can be doing when they're rehabbing a project, and just trying to help people be more successful real estate investors.
1: Got it, got it, so give me an idea. If I went into Lowe's, um, what kind of discounts could I expect?
0: So our program's all over the country, and our program starts at 7% off um, everything at Lowe's. Okay. And it can go upwards of that, and we can teach people about how they can buy a little more strategically. Lowe's has a program, if you're buying $2,500 or more, that they can save even more than that. And some of our discount stacks on top of that as well. Some people are used to going to the pro services desk if they're a repeat customer. Mm -hmm. If they are a repeat customer, they need to be going down to that lumber end of the store because those guys are there to help people to find out what their favorite products are, making sure they're helping them get orders pulled and all kinds of other value adds.
1: Got it. Got it. So, we have Lowe's where you can pretty much find everything, but then we got specialty stores like Sherwin Williams uh, where you get your paint in case you all you, in case all don't know that um, then uh Sears we've got over there so appliances and stuff I can imagine
0: yeah let's not go over to Sears yet because a lot of people don't realize this Matt you know sherwin Williams obviously you know huge for paint and that's what they made their that's what they made their name on was um, all of the paint mm-hmm. but We also have an agreement with Sherwin-Williams for their flooring division. And a lot of people don't realize that they're one of the largest flooring distributors in the United States. So Uh they have about 400 warehouses. And for my properties, I have a lockbox on them. Uh I I have a credit card that I just keep on file. Uh And I call them. I give them the lockbox code or I email my local uh, Sherwin-Williams rep. And I say, hey, I need to have the carpet redone, maybe in the living room, the bedrooms, in the hall. They measure it. They know what product I want because I've already told them the products that I want to use. And they do the installation as well. They finish the job. It's locked back up. So I don't have to meet them. I don't have to coordinate it. They bill my, my uh, Capital One card where I get my extra points uh-huh. that they have on file. And it's really easy to use. So that's another one that we're, we're getting people to understand that there's a huge value there. And, of course, all of those products are all discounted.
1: Fantastic. Okay, so let, let's back up a bit. Instead of just, you know, we get discounts, what other services and, and opportunities are available to uh, your members?
0: Well, we, we just we just completed a really fun project um, where I actually rehabbed a couple of duplexes. We filmed the entire process and created um, a resource guide, and that's on our website and available to our members, giving them ideas about, hey, you want your kitchen to look like this? Here's the SKUs. Um, we, we did some other video um segments about different parts of when you're rehabbing. So we're, we're trying to give some people some other ideas on what they can do during that process. But we have got um, a lot of other things. You know, a lot of people are buying, uh, you know, they're doing paper printing. We've got Office Max, Office Depot. Um, Build-A-Sign is a great uh, sign company to do all kinds of different signages and magnetics and things. Um, some other ancillary stuff that people are using, like FedEx Office or maybe Hertz Rent-A-Car, If you've got people that work for you and trying to kind of build out that brand, foreign prints a good one to do things like pins and giveaways and shirts and that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, If people are are renting tools, Sunbelt Tool Rental, that's a great one. That's almost 22% off on tool rentals. Um, Maybe they're not renting it, but maybe their contractor is. And that's important to... To let people know, too, that when they access our program, if if they need their contractors to use the program, they can kind of pass it on down downstream. Mm -hmm. And I guess we skipped over kind of the the biggest part of this, Matt, and that everybody that's one of your listeners has access to Community Buying Group absolutely free. As long as they make sure that they they register, um, you know, through you, you've already taken care of that for them. And so they can have access to our program and it's not going to cost them anything. They'll buy the materials or services directly from the um, suppliers or partners. Mm -hmm. And so there's not really anything for them to buy from community buying group besides we're just helping to market and merchandise these programs out to the real estate investment market.
1: Perfect. So you set up a website for me over at epicinvestorbenefits.com and as long as they go there, the membership is free for them.
0: It is. Yeah, they just need to make sure they go there or if they get if they don't use that URL and they go to um, and they go to our website, they can also redeem the what we call the group ID and that is epic521. That's EPIC521, they'll redeem that at the top of the page. That'll take them to that same page, uh, whether they use your URL or redeem that on the communitybuyinggroup.com website.
1: Got it, super. All right, so tell me, um, anything that they have to change about their buying habits or anything, how does it work? Do they have a a code, do they have a membership card, or do they have to go to a certain website? How How does that work, once you're a member?
0: Once they come to Community Buying Group and register, then our customer service is going to help them kind of get into the programs they're interested in. But for Lowe's, very simply, Lowe's has a commercial card called the Lowe's Accounts Receivable. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to apply for one of those. That's going to give them some billing terms, so they're going to be able to, to get billed just once a month. It's, it's, it's not a credit card. It's got to be paid in full, mm-hmm. but there's some other benefits to that. You, you get an online tool to where you can see copies of all your receipts. You can put addresses of your properties on those receipts. Uh, free delivery for appliances, free haul away on the old stuff. So they're going to haul away the old fridge and the old stuff out of a property if you're rehabbing it. Um, Sherwin-Williams, pretty simple. Uh, During the registration process, you'll tell us that you're interested in having an account there. Or if you already have a Lowe's or Sherwin-Williams account, we can get that connected to our pricing too. So if somebody has an existing account, very simply, we'll get it connected. They'll start getting the additional discount. Or if they don't have it, they can apply, and we'll make sure it's connected to get the special pricing. Fantastic. So, some of the other ones that are in there, like the build sign and, um, and Form Print, they're special codes that they're using to to redeem those to get additional discounts, Office Max or Office Depot, you're walking to a store with a, a card. Um, I'll tell you what, if you've got people that are your listeners that are uh, doing a lot of printing, I, I, I'm almost certain, it's. I'm going to quote this, it's $0.04 cents a copy for black and white copies. Um, so that's a big deal if people are out doing stuff where they're out at networking events and, and making copies and prints. And so uh-huh. there's, just a, there's just a lot of different things that they can take advantage of here. They're going to be great benefits for them.
1: Fantastic. All righty. So um, anything else? Did I forget to ask you anything?
0: Um, I don't think so. I would just say that we're here not to sell anything to anybody, but to help real estate investors um, be better real estate investors. And so, you know, let us help you. We'll help you save some money, but there's some other resources there too from an educational nature and just helping these folks to do business better.
1: Right, perfect. So yeah, there, there's two ways to, to make money here. You can uh, increase your income or you can reduce your expenses. And that's exactly what Community Buying Group does is it helps you reduce your expenses. So go over to epicinvestorbenefits.com and sign up for a membership. It's absolutely free. We've taken care of that for you. We make nothing off of that. So um, that's just our gift to you. Uh, ben, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, we'll talk soon. Matt, thanks so much for having me on. You bet, take care. That's it for today. Go to EpicInvestorBenefits.com to pick up your free membership and start saving big money on your very next flip. I'll see you next week or catch me tomorrow on Turnkey Real Estate Investing. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream.